Hey, it's Jeff Eisenman for the 102 pod. We got a good one coming. Wizards District Gaming, some guys from them. Uh, Boo Painter, Ginsanity, Demon JT. One of the teams on the rise, a team that can easily win the whole thing. Uh, they're sitting pretty in the playoff picture right now. We're taping this week nine, middle of the day, uh, regular season week nine. So as of right now, they have five games remaining. they got to handle business, probably win four. Maybe they can get away with three of those wins, and they will be in the playoff picture, have a great point differential. It's going to work well for them. But also just an interesting group of guys, two of them uh, from the DMV, Demon JT actually from Chicago, so I got that connection to him from Northwestern. Uh, he's not. I'm from Northwestern. Um, he went to Colorado State, did not know that for a couple of years. But you will learn all of those details and more. Of course, Boo Painter worked for the State Department. Gin uh, Sanity was at UMBC, that 16 seed that beat UVA. So interesting stuff from a few of the guys from Wizards District Gaming coming up right now on the 102 Pot. Jeff Eisman here for the 102 pod with some uh, guys from the district, Wizards District Gaming, Demon JT, Sanity, and Boo Painter. Are you Jin or Sanity at this point? I get confused. Um, in the league, I'm Jin now, in just to clear league. up the confusion. <laughs> uh, but you guys, just uh, to, to run down just quickly with your season, you know, decent start, a lot of hype about you guys, and you really went in strong, I think, before the last tournament. Um, and you guys are still strong. We were talking about it. You're somewhere. We're taping this. It's week nine. It's, uh, I guess, like the middle of the day on Saturday. You guys are right there around the 4-5. you got a great point differential. you got, really, you control your own destiny the rest of the season. So where does this team feel right now, um, you know, as we head through the home stretch of the season? Uh, I mean, we like where we're at. Uh, we're very confident. We're a very confident team for it to start anyways. We knew we blew some games. Like I said, in past times I've talked to another podcast, like we feel like we're a 7-2 and two team at least. Uh, we've, we've given two games, if not three, away this year. Um, so we know where we're at. We know what we need to do, and we know that we can make playoffs. It's based on what we do and how we come at each week. Um, so we're ready. You know, it starts tonight against Milwaukee at 6. Another podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, just as th this team has progressed throughout the season, you know, based on the outlook that you guys thought this team would look like on draft day versus now, I mean, Demon, you as the number one, you know, pick on this team, what did you think when you looked down, up and down the roster right after you guys selected this team? Um, when I looked, I was like, you know, this team can really make noise. But at, at the same time, it was a lot of P4 players that I didn't watch like that, like Jen, Reese. So I'm just like coming into it. The only player I really knew was Shump and also knew Gilly. But I only knew him from team up. So I'm like, what can he do on the my, on the my player side? So once we came in and then the tip-off 20, we were shaky. But against Boston, we looked great the whole game, but then blew it. I was like, hey, off that one game, I'm like, we can win it all. We just have to play as a team and get better and keep just wanting to win how well did you guys know each other before the season started well just as you guys as you know from the pro-am circuit and stuff well Jen and Reese got really close with Shump during the 102 pickups I've played with Boo for about six I've known him for about six years played with him for like three on Space Jam and Gilly I've played against him and team up for a long time so so you guys knew you guys knew each other 
I mean, you're, you're both DC guys. Yeah. Um, so basically, I mean, I knew Jen from playing uh, Pro-Am anyways because we had played against each other. Reese was kind of like that new face that was coming into it. You know, I'd, I'd never played him. Found out later in the process that Reese used to come into my stream and ask for my jump shot all the time on like a different account. So that was a pretty cool thing to hear. Uh, but no, nah, we, so we had like a little channel on PS4 where we would do pickups. I think Xbox did it as well. But um, me, Reese, and Jim were always on the same team somehow in pickups, like always on the same team. So it kind of like got chemistry there, you know, started working things together. Uh, but now, you know, now we're all really close. Team chemistry's good. Now, I know, Boo, for you, you've it, it's kind of become this big thing that I know I interviewed you on draft day and we talked about the State Department stuff. And it feels like people <laughs> have now picked this story up. You were in the Washington Post. Uh, you were on, what, Fox DC? Yeah, Fox DC. First of all, are you starting to feel like more of a celebrity around uh, D.C.? You know, I had uh, I had a person stop me on the metro yesterday. I was on my <laughs> way home, uh, and someone stopped me and said, "Were you in? Were you on? Uh, I think it's called Good Morning D.C." Uh, and then I was like, "Yeah, it was." And he was like, "You play video games for a living?" So yeah, no, it's, it's, it's I'm having people. The big thing is people back home. Uh, you know, I'm from a small knit area. You know, we're all close. We know people. Like everybody knows everybody pretty much. And now they're expanding, and now it's like they're getting out into the world about what I'm doing. They're loving what I'm doing. They're supporting it. So it's just a good feeling being able to do that for people back. In home do you i mean now we, we can tell the story a little bit more so you were i didn't realize it i guess at first so you had only been working at the state department if, had you just gone through training was that basically it uh so i started doing training it was a two-month training process because you know you got to get clearances you got to do all kinds of different you know gun training everything like that um yeah i don't know personally but that sounds like you know, yeah, like, yeah yeah but uh you know uh so i had to do that and it was like a two a month and a half two month period um and then after that, I started in November, like a day after Thanksgiving. Uh, and then I went all the way up until our contract in April actually started. So I worked it all the way through. It was about, you know, five, six months, something like that. Um, Training-wise, about seven, eight. But, you know, I left it because I actually got my clearances. So it was like I can go give this a chance. And I was ready to chance out this league because I knew it could be successful. That's where – so in terms of telling your parents, your loved ones, your family, your friends – you were leaving the State Department for this. What was the general reaction? Uh, my parents didn't want to do it. Uh, they didn't want me to do it because, you know, I just went through four years of school, yeah. spent all this, you know, got yeah. all these student Dominion. loans. Yeah, Old, Old Dominion. Dominion University. Shout out to, you know, Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, but, you know, I got all this student loans now. You know, I've been four stressful years of school, lived down there, everything like that. They're like, well, now you got to start, you know, when you're coming out of college, it's that career path. You're, I'm going to get a stepping stone or this is going to make something I can go into me my career. And then they were that, they were all for that. They didn't want me to take a chance on this because now I was like, you know, I've been doing this for all these years. Like, I've got experience now. I've got, you know, my clearances. So at least if this doesn't work out in this first year, that I can go on next like go right back to a government job and be able to with my clearances and my experience. Well, so you can. That's the the question is like you've heard some people. For example, I was talking to an authentic African who worked for the Toronto school district, and they told him he can have his job when he comes back. Obviously, you know, I don't know what you're going to do with your off season. Uh, but you do think that there is maybe a future for you in the State Department um, or, or a government position? Yeah, because just with my experience and then, um, you know, the clearance, security clearance, like I said. But I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping some way I can stay around and be involved with the, you know, Wiz District Gaming uh, this off season. Mm -hmm. So, you know, either streaming, marketing, something like that. Within hope, I've been talking, trying to get a job, at least in MSE, trying to stay around local, so I can stay in yeah, D.C. Yeah. Uh, if you need me to bug Grant, let me know. <laughs> yeah, d do it, please. <laughs> uh, JT. You're from Chicago. I don't know if you, I, I went to Northwestern, so I'm like, yeah. I mean, where in Chicago are you from? Um, Southside. Southside. All right. So, not as close to Northwestern University and everything. Northwestern is on the north side, like near downtown. Oh, yeah. But first of all, what was what was your life like 
before joining the 102? Um, it was just like getting money. I feel like I I was just in and out of school. I was never. I feel like I just I exhausted myself through my first twelve years of school, like just mm. going too hard, and I was gassed. So once I graduated, it was just I wanted money. It's just like I was all I was just obsessed with getting money. So I would work jobs fifty and sixty hours, but then also have an eighteen credit hour course. So I just started to, to gas myself with school. Like, I, w- I was doing the same thing. It's like, oh, I took time off. Now I'm going to make up for it. So it was just I was overwhelming myself with my schedule. So I just would go to school, then be like, all right, I'm tired. I'm done. I'll just, just work, stack money. And that's all I did. I just kept stacking money and stacking money and stacking money. Well, stacking money is always a good thing. But uh, first of all, where was school for you? Um, uh, went to... I would go. I went to JUCO's in Chicago, but I'm, I lived in Colorado for two years, right. and I went to Colorado State. Okay. So Rams. Yeah. So it was just like that's what I'm saying. It was Colorado was probably the longest I stayed in school because I was in it the whole year. Mm-hmm. Every other time it would be a semester of 18 credit hours. Then I would just drop, go back to just, just working. Roosevelt University is on the south side of Chicago, right? Downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was where downtown. the NFL draft was. Nice auditorium there. Yeah. That's uh, but uh. What were you were you stacking money? What sort of jobs were you working? Um, I've worked everywhere. I've worked for CarMax, Amazon, Walmart, Target, Giordano's, like any kind of job that's out there, I've probably worked it. So Giordano's or Loose? Um it's a pizza place. No, I know. I said Giordano's oh, or oh, yeah, Lou yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, where, yeah. What do you prefer? Giordano's by far. That's a little heavier. Giordano's by far. Yeah. Deep dish all the way. A little more ingredients there. All the way. Gin, I know so you're you're from the D M V area. Right? Yep. Yeah, I've been living in uh, Maryland pretty much my entire life. Uh, except for like six months, I was born in Korea, stayed there for a little bit, and then moved to the United States and just stayed in Maryland. What What were you doing before the league? Um, before the league, it was actually my um, freshman year at uh, UMBC. And oh, I actually, yeah. Yeah. It was, shout out to UMBC first. Um, Jin first brings ever, the luck. Yeah, first ever team, <laughs> uh, first ever 16th seed in the NCAA tournament to beat the number one seed. But, um, yeah, it was just pretty cool seeing uh, UMBC win. And uh, pull off the upset against Virginia in that tournament. Did you see UMBC tweeted at Kingsguard Gaming after they beat the Blazers? Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually saw it. Um, I think they tweeted at Moody, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I was just feeling kind of left out. Like, <laughs> why didn't they send a tweet out to me? Well, maybe you guys should have beat the Knicks. You know? Or was that, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys, uh, I know, I know. But, uh, Touchy. Yeah. Touchy <laughs> <laughs> no, but 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 for the most part, I mean, listen, you guys have been an outstanding team. I think um, you know one of the most consistent teams in the NBA 2K league so far. Uh, Boo, in terms of you, you know, you're a second round pick, so a lot of teams sleeping on you, and you have definitely become, you know, one of the elite scorers, if not the top scorer in this league. What did people miss in the draft? Um, I mean, I played behind. I played with great players in uh, you know regular pro am. Mm-hmm. Uh, Radiant was my point guard. Beast Move J. Both guys went before me. Uh, both were on my team. So I mean, I took a I took a role like you know coming into this league. My role, I, I was like a you know just a, just a you know side role help there. Good defense, you know. Were you my just role. a role player yeah. in pro am? Yeah. So you know, I mean, I could score. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I would I would average like you know like twenty twenty two something like that. But I mean, it was out of a role. I was sitting in Radiant's corner, you know. Um, so coming into this league, you know, knowing knowing JT and stuff like that, uh, they they kind of let me expand my wings and they know what I could do. But people in the draft, you know. Some people fell in drafts or, like, people got picked a little earlier than they should have maybe. Um, so I didn't go earlier. Um, but I'm glad because I wanted to actually be in D.C. Uh, that was the place I wanted to go. So, you know, I'm around all my friends, family, and they can come up to the place anytime they want. 
but, you know, there's also – there's 16 other teams that didn't take me. So, it's like I go in week in and week out, and it's like, you know, I've stood up and said, you chose that power forward over me. You know, there's three power forwards that were drafted over me. So, I look at those guys like, why were they, they drafted over me? So Who's a better point guard, Radiant or Demon JT? I'm, you don't have to answer that. No, I, well, I, he, he, <laughs> he knows what I'll say. JT is the better team player and point guard. So, you know, if Radiant was my point guard, he wouldn't let me play the way I do now. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would have to play to him. JT it can live off ball. JT's played off ball before for Space Jam. You know, he played, came from a team that had, you know, three, four, five superstars on it at a time. And half of them are in the league now, and he knows what he needs to do to, like, step back. He knows what he can help a team off ball. Radiant's a more on-ball guy. You can't really move him off ball and expect you'll get anything from him. So, it's just, you know, it, it's pick your poison. If you want somebody to score more, if you want somebody to bring more for the team. It's, and 76ers GC has its own problems right now, yeah. and I think they're trying to figure out if Radian is going to play point guard or small forward on these new builds. Um, you know, JT, I talked to you before. Your your pro am team was stacked, so it was give me give me it was it was Ramo, who am I missing? Who else? Hot shot. Hot shot. Me. I mean, that's that's a pretty good big three right there. Yeah. Um, well, we actually have Fab to start the year. And he's, you know, he's not bad as as well. So, I mean, that's a lot of, first of all, you know, what were you guys in that $500,000 tournament that Dimes and Moody will talk about your year off until, uh, you know, forever? Um, yeah, I've actually played in both. Um, mm-hmm. In the 2K16, I played it with Boo, Hood, Shots, Detoxies, and... Oh, that's five. And that whole five, five is in the league, league now. Right. That whole five is in the league now. Those are the now. shump days, too. Yeah, yeah. we <laughs> lost to GFG <laughs> yeah. in the shump. championship. <laughs> then the next year, it was just me, Hotshot, and Rainbow that made the league. We lost to Road to Legends in the semifinal. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I come from a team with talent. It's one thing I can I will always take pride in. It's like, like he said, it's what you can bring to a team. If you can only bring something to a team when you have the ball – I don't want you on my team. I, mm-hmm. I, I need you to know what to do off ball, how to be effective off ball. That's what I take pride in. All these point guards in the league, they grab the ball, run down their ball fake, and dump it down. That's not skilled to me. Assists in, in, in this league are inflated. You're not tough at point guard because you run down their ball fake and dump it down. Well, uh, d- 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 listen, <laughs> I think they use a lot of validity, but like Fab, for example, is averaging you know uh, roughly almost 20 assists a game. Fake stats. Are those fake stats? Fake stats. It, I mean, go, 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 if you, he probably has just as many pu- ball fakes in his game as he does <laughs> assist. It's ball fakes and leak out buckets, which, like I said, I'm, I'm not knocking no He's team because player. because it's how, the, it's how the game is played. But that's not how we play. We don't have to play like that. We have a team with just multiple guys. Some of these teams have just a, a dude where only one can make a play. Everybody on my team can make a play, and that's what makes us scary. We see some of your guys' teammates are, are eating lunch, which I'm going to hold you from for a little bit. We see Reese, uh, Gillies obviously have been part of the lineup. Um, what have they brought to you guys? Um, you know, you're bo- How have they added to all of your games and made you guys better players? Um, I'm, uh, as I always say in everything I talk about, I wouldn't be half the player if I didn't have these four dudes around me. Mm. Uh, you know, they, they're willing to take a role. They, they're willing to put their trust in me, give me the keys, and they know they believe nobody in the league can guard me one-on-one, and that's what we've proven so far. Um, and I know if somebody's going to come double-team me, I know these guys got my back, and I know they're willing to shoot the shots or they're willing to step up when they need to. Um, so, you know, the chemistry is unreal in this team. We all hang out in our apartment. Every, me and JT has the upstairs apartment. So, uh, literally, all five of us are in there every night. You know, oh, where nice. it, the chemistry is crazy on this team right now, uh, which is what you need going into this last push. You know, we got a month left, and we got to win at least four out of five. Um, so, 
we're looking at right now, and it's just it's it's a great feeling knowing these guys are around me and they can support me. Jen, who do you live with? Um, I actually live with Reese. Okay, how's he as a roommate? Reese, um, he's pretty cool as a roommate. <laughs> you know, no complaints. I can't say anything bad about him. Um, but he's actually a really cool person uh, to live with and just be around. Jin, you've become a little bit of uh, kind of like a dunk master of this league. You know, that's what we we did, I think, a dunk mix for you at one point. Um, I don't know if it's just like, you know, there's there's people like sometimes we had a joke in, in high school among some of my friends that there was I wasn't on the high school team, but one of my friends said the high school coach would describe like everyone as a high flyer. I feel like that's what you've become in the 2K league. Do you feel that, that you're slashing? Were you a slasher like you are now? before you were in this league? Um, before this league, I actually um, started off my days uh, uh, playing 2K like in quick match and like my team. And it wasn't until like 2K17 I transitioned into Pro-Am, you know, watching streams um, like Demon JT and uh, Boo. Um, so these are your idols? <laughs> a little bit. I mean, uh, I, I looked up to them first watching them play. And um, ever since then, I just started playing point guard. So, I mean, I could throw it down a little bit uh, here and there, but it wasn't anything like I am right now. Because like I was never a slasher. How do you feel like you know? Because I, I'd say these two guys were you know big big names within the community. Maybe you weren't as big of a name. How do you feel like they made you feel comfortable and got you into the offense right from the beginning? Um, just like knowing them uh, personally a little bit, uh, watching their streams and like seeing what type of like people they are. I knew like Demon JT was like a really passionate person. Like he really took pride. You got passion. in his game. <laughs> Nobody um, has more. <laughs> there's actually a few clips where he just went off, uh, like after he won, or like just like, re- like random outbursts. I would say, um, Andy, like Shump, he really had like a good understanding of the game and just just like knew how to get his guys involved. Well, let's talk a little bit about trash talk. Because first of all, I mean, JT, I think you're one of the best. Um, you know, you would you would be. I've tried to figure out. I will definitely at the end at the end of the season be putting out an all trash talk team. I mean, you got to be up there. Ramo, your former teammates, got to be up there. Mel is up there. I, I feel like you might say, like people might say it's it's just loud, and yeah. you you and Ramo definitely have some content that you throw at people. What's the art of trash talk out there? So to be honest, the art of trash talk is saying something that matters. It's like a lot of people in this league they say the same thing over and over again, so it makes it just repetitive and boring just screaming at me that's not trash talking you, you look like a joke that's why when the heat stood up all five of them and, 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 and they just yelled a bunch of nonsense i giggled i'm like that doesn't get to me if you're not from the jungle you can't rattle me that's just the way it is but like i said a lot of dudes like me and Ramo, we mix stuff up and talk in different ways we don't say the same thing over and over again we just come with new stuff and sometimes it's personal shots but it's more personal shots 2k wise we don't ever go off of that well, you know, I, I love to tell the story about Ramo. After the Heat got on the cake and started yelling at the Celtics, the five of them were sitting in the in bar, or not actually Hotshot wasn't there. The other uh, five were by the backdrop, and they were still going. And Ramo came in. He's like, "Where are your trophies at?" So I don't see no trophies. Like that, they were just trash talking a random regular season game. Is there any for you guys? Be honest. Has there been any tra- any player on an op- on an opposing team that's gotten you a little bit and actually affected you? kind of mentally during the game nobody affects me because nobody can guard me (laughs) like i said it's just if you're not from the jungle you can't rattle me like (laughs) not the jungle it's the gutter (laughs) jen jen is anyone is anyone like maybe not even affected you but just singled you out because you don't talk as much as these guys maybe they see you as vulnerable in that way um i would say the one week where we played the Mavs, uh dave probably was like getting really loud he's probably like one of the loudest dudes in the league and like i mean i could like hear someone talking but I didn't like pick it out I was just just, like too focused on the game 
So it didn't really bother me. Dave Fry, and I don't know if he's listening, but you know he was the first four weeks. He was one of the louder trash talkers in the league. And to be honest, Mavs gaming has struggled, and I think that affects you know how do you back it up when you know we saw them they lost a, a you know a critical game today. Um, they really they're in some trouble right now. So you know, I mean that's what you look at. You know you look at. Um Burn or Steve's. Mm-hmm. He was a big. I mean, he's loud. He's loud when they're winning. <laughs> I was going to bring that up next. You know, <laughs> he's he's loud when they're winning too. But look at him now. Now now they're complaining about the game. All right. So we talked. We're again. We're taping this. It's week nine. It's the middle of the day. So, um, I so last night, huge game. 76ers GC loses to Heat Check Gaming. Hot shot drops fifty four. Pretty much all against Steve's. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not going to trash Steve. I'm an objective journalist, right? And then I look on Twitter, and Boo is just like, R.I.P. Steve's, July 20th, 19, you know, 2018. I'm like, wow, like that is that is a lot. And you got to back it up now. But why do you feel confident enough to say something like that? And is he your friend? Yeah, no, me and, me and Steve's is cool. You know, it's, uh, it's, all, it's all good trash talk, you know, friendly trash talk. has most of the stuff in this league is. But, I mean. Most of it. You know, yeah. You know, when, when, when you can't, like. You can't go and complain about the game because they're patching the way y'all played and, you know, a pure rim got patched and now that's the reason you had defense. I mean, I told him when we played that, like, without a pure rim, he probably wouldn't even uh, even made me, like, miss, like, you know. Uh, So I knew knew his defense would be struggling. That's why, you know, I was expecting they would just stay with that pure rim. But, you know, now this builds a five out. Yeah. It's going to be – it's going to be different. So – it's just it's all about who's got more stick, which is I take I take pride in, you know. I don't I don't need the four I don't I don't ask Jen to come guard that five out. Like I'm the only small forward in the league that well, I actually guard it. Well that's people one day it's gonna be called the official boo painter stiff arm. <laughs> you know, that's what people say in this league. Is is the stiff arm is you know, I listen, I hear people say it, oh boo's only good because of the stiff arm. Get rid of the stiff arm and boo can't score. Is that all true? Forty five, thirty nine, <laughs> thirty seven. Three games but since is the stiff arm But band. I'm saying, but this is, so so you think? Did you have to adjust your game after? No, I, I used stiff arm when I needed it. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't go down there every play trying to use it. I'm, I shoot a lot of mids. I'm like the, me, authentic African shoots a lot of mids too. I noticed that today. Me and him are the only dudes in the league on that build that love to shoot mids on it. You know, or even before that, like when we was on the power forward. Um, it's just a different. You know, you got to mix a few things in now. You know, if I got stuck up before, I could just stiff arm. But now, you know, I could snatch back. Like you know, I can spin off of it. I can. It's a whole lot of stuff you can do now that they just they made me add more to my game, which is fine with me now. Stop me. So you guys lost in the uh, the ticket tournament to Knicks Gaming last week. They go all the way. First of all, do you feel it's fair that a team from that wins that last tournament that obviously they would not be in the playoffs? You know, it was something I think that part of it was in place because it would give teams, you know, this chance. Do you feel now hindsight's 2020? Do you feel it's fair? No, uh, <laughs> no. But it, we're also in the hunt, so that's why it's like affecting us. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we're all in that little mix. Uh, but I also feel like they could not a little mix. Like, it's a big it's a big mix. mix. Yeah, like but I just it, it just I look at it weird. Like it, it's a good idea. Don't get me wrong. You got to throw something in there because it, it had to mean something. It was the last tournament. But now, like they could lose out, and they're three and what nine, three and ten, and they're the eight seed in the playoffs. And then it's a one game series, and we've seen one game series in that tournament. They could go out and beat the one seed. Well, it's also interesting because I've talked to some guys in the league that don't even like the regular season format of the league because they're like, you guys are used to the pro-am circuit. You're playing tournaments. Every game's for money. Every game's for money. Well, that's two out of three is another debate that's going to go. And I assume you guys know the playoffs, the first round is going to be one game, and then it's 
two out of three mm-hmm. semis and finals. Um, but do you feel like because of the way that you guys have always played in these tournaments, you don't even feel that incentive during normal regular season games? Or because, I mean, this is built like the NBA, the playoffs, there's so much more money involved. Do you feel that during the season? I want to say no. I feel like um, in tourneys, we just have had, it's like we've really beat ourselves. I, I, I hate to say it. Mm-hmm. I think we've lost probably one game all year because yeah. the team just outplayed us. We beat our, ourselves. Like whether it's a tourney, regular season, we don't come in with just th- this different kind of passion or rage mm-hmm. because it's money on, on the line or nothing like that. We go out there to play every week. Like we've shown it. Week in, week out, we're a dangerous team. I don't care that we're five and four. If we're five and four, and you're in the playoffs right now, you don't want to see us in one game. You mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. No, I think there's a lot of teams. Well, first of all, I took you guys to the final of the turn, and you let me down. So sorry. I mean, I'm not sorry. You should apologize to me. Uh, but uh, didn't you have Philly winning last? <laughs> last yeah, we don't want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that. I don't want to. Yeah. We don't he want went to ghost that. after that first round. Yeah. Well, we don't, we don't want to speak about that. I took Philly. I can't remember. I, I thought about taking you guys to the final. Who is on that other side? I took someone else to play Philly in the final. Cavs, maybe. Yeah, the Cavs. Cavs. But part of it was because I took you guys the time before, and Ronnie took you to the final, and yeah. I didn't want to. I wanted to differ from Ronnie a little yeah. bit. Um, Ronnie has a lot of faith in us. He always has yeah. us going like a good distance. So we're letting Ronnie down. So that's yeah. no pink diamonds for us. Well, uh, <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie will be. Uh, <laughs> Ron, by the way, I always say this. Every time Ronnie tweets at me or retweets me, I get DMs like right away. Coats. Just coats, coats, coats. Coat, coat, like, coat. What do you think I have? Talk to Ronnie. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, but you're right. There's a, no one wants to see you guys. Um, I think the Heat Heat Check Gaming proved a lot last night. No one really wants to see them. The way that they're playing right now. When you look at, to me, that's a team that's that's very icy boost th- thinking about here. He I'm ready. Necessarily agree with me, but but I think that that's a uh, you know a tough team. I, I if I said to you guys who's the best team in the league, you're gonna tell me you're the best team in the league. Who are some teams? And forget the standings for a second. Right this second, who are some teams that you feel will give you guys the biggest test moving forward? Whether it's in the playoffs, you know, I know you got some regular season games left. Who's going to give you the biggest test? And you have Blazer 5 coming up in two weeks. Bla- Blazer 5 will be our biggest test because they run the inside big. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we run that stretch big. But you also got to think they're getting twos, okay, but we're going to get twos. So that's the thing we've adop- like adapted to now. We know we can get twos at any time. Team score twos on us, fine. We'll go two for two all game. We'll see who can get the most. As long as we don't give up threes, we're, we're in good shape. You know, we can, we're starting to limit transition. So we don't really have, like, a team that we're, like, afraid of. We know we can match up with anybody because our, our, our style of play is always different. It's always been different all year. So people's had to adjust to us. And then the patch made our builds a little bit better that we were all on. So now it's like we just got to yeah, put it all together. How has the patch helped you guys? It's um, – I feel like it's just made it to where – Boo was on an athletic rebounder, and he couldn't be guarded. So then the patch went and gave him a faster build to where he could do the same thing, but even more. So it's like That's you made nice. – Yeah, you made him just so much better. I mean, we started you, even, that five-out wave. Yeah, like we were running five-out when people weren't running it. We had a, a three-headed monster out of me, Jin, and Boo when nobody ran that. We had our own style back then before the patch. So you can't patch us. You want to throw any update out there, we'll adjust and we'll still win. I love that the phrase now is patch us. That I always say yeah. It. Yeah. I always say it. can't yeah. patch me. Yeah, no. the boo. It, it's great. Um, you guys, you know, every you can always improve on something. What do you need to improve on? In let's say let's say you're making the playoffs and don't get a big head right now because like you said it's a big five pack of people. You guys need to win the you got 5 games left. You probably got to win at least 3 if not 4 of those games to be in. 
but what do you need to improve as a team before that playoff starts? Um, I would just say team rebounding and team defense. Um, those were pretty much like our two biggest reasons why we lost in the ticket. And if we just, I feel like if we just um, get our defense down, get the rebound, and uh, get easy buckets in transition, it will be a really tough team to beat, especially playing five out. Once you get, you know, like a bucket or two, you get momentum, and you start knocking down those open threes, and maybe even some contested threes, because just... That's just how 2K goes. Like, you start getting on that momentum. Do you feel like people exploit those weaknesses? Like, they go after that team defense and team rebounding? Like you were t- I mean, you can't really go after team rebounding, but team defense, that they, uh, they recognize that, you know, they can kind of gun against you guys and just try to, try to run up the score? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, Gilly's been on a stretch all year. Mm-hmm. Only one team's actually went at him. Yeah. They know that I'm going to be there to help. Jen's going to be there to help. JT's crashing down, you know. So we we, we put Gilly on that build knowing that he's got a good he's got good enough defense where he can play on that build and still space the four floors on offense. Where most of these guys, they're leaving on like an inside build so they can guard these other inside players when that's something we don't need, which helps us. Uh, so they, they see him on that, so they, they'll look at it like, okay, but – once again, we're back to that point. You guys want to trade twos for twos? We can do it. Let's see who gets the most stocks. JT, we talked about the assists, fake stats. Hmm. I'm sure you think you're the best point guard in the league. Who's the second best point guard in the league? Fab. Fab? Why Fab? Instinct. instinct. Um, <laughs> I feel like instinct is something you can't coach, you can't teach. Um, I feel like what he brings on D, his passing – just IQ, like I've I've watched him grow. I used to I played him about six six years ago, and he was on Dom's bench. Yeah. Then you know he came to Space Jam about three four years ago, played with us for for three years. I watched him blossom. I watched a play a bench player turn into a superstar. So it's just like when you can just sit back in the shadows and watch great players for that long, and you listen, a monster is gonna come out. When, um, I want to talk. Um, and it was funny, I, I, a lot of times I reach out to the PR people. I reached out to Grant Peranjape before this. Um, and what you guys have is something really interesting um, that Monumental is doing with, uh, with, your bus- with, with, with you guys being sponsored and stuff like that. And, you know, you guys run a tight ship over there. They obviously have an eSports background. Boo, especially with you, I mean, chilling with my Bud Light, I think, is the best branded segment. We'll give free branding to Bud Light right now. The best branded segment in this league what's it been like learning the business side of all this for you guys Uh, i love it you know um that that was the first thing it came in you know uh i can't remember it might have been like the second or third week we actually got like bud light on well Uh, jen's not 21 right yeah Yeah. jt's been on my show with me um but you know i like to you know you gotta have bud light every now and then you know i get it Um, so you know grant knew that they took the chance and was like, hey, we got this guy. He'll do a show for you weekly, you know, have different guests on. Uh, you know, I've had a bunch of the other players from different teams on. They all love it. And, you know, it's, you know, I'm the Bud Light guy now, you know. So <laughs> it, it might sound bad, but, you know, it's, it's a good opportunity learning the business of it and seeing what can happen from it because, like, this show has led to, you know, it's people like, like what you just plugging it in for me, you know, other, other things that I, happens. We talked about it on a panel in New York City. I was like, this is this is cool. I tell people, I'm like, I tell I tell teams, like, you know, there's going to be a lot of new teams. I'm like, you want to make money off this, you know, league and stuff? Follow what the Wizards are doing. Because you guys, I see the branded segments. I see what you guys are doing. You guys, you know, ro- operate like, a, like professional athletes. Um, you definitely carry yourselves, you know, to a level like that. JT, you are not from Chicago. I mean, you're from D.C. You're from Chicago. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> You are Cyan. you are from you're a shy city, born and bred. Um, except for those two years in Colorado. What's it been like living in DC and learning that community? 
It's it's been different. It's been um, I've lived in like I said Chicago, Atlanta, and Denver. So DC is definitely those are the, very different cities. Right, like. right. So it's just I've been in these really different cities, but DC is cool. I think it's much more like put together because I just feel like a lot of stuff is closer. Like in, in Chicago, you got Wrigley way up north, mm-hmm. um, the Sox on Thirty Fifth, United yep. Out West, yep. Soldier Field near the White Sox. Like, it's just stuff is spread it. Here is just, like, everything, like, Capital One. Like, almost everybody plays there. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, mm-hmm. constant fans. And their fans are different. Like, Capital fans, never seen any fans like it. And I'm from Chicago where it's Bears fans, Cubs fans. But those Capital fans, they're different. It's mm-hmm. like, but I love the community. Like, I've had so many people just be like, oh, you're JT or this, that, mm-hmm. and the third. It's just, like, it all goes out to Grant. I feel like he's he doesn't get enough props for what he does for us as a team. Like, just mm-hmm. with the sponsors, with the content, with everything. Like, he works day in and day out to make sure we're looked at as a whole. No, they've definitely, I mean, the Wizards, your guys' staff, and obviously, you know, the teams in, that have an esports background, that the ownership group has an esports background, they're not trying to mess this up. You know, mm-hmm. they're trying to, to make this work. And so you guys have obviously done that. Uh, do you get recognized by kids wherever you got if you guys are wearing the Wizards district gear? I've been recognized wearing nothing Wizards. You just walk past Demon JT. I, I've had <laughs> and that's one, not just Ramos. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, I've had one grown man walk past me and green. I'm like, oh, like you know, it's just like like literally just a, a hoodie on a, a Nike hoodie, like not nothing from my team. So it's just like it's cool because it's just like people. And then when people see it, they really are interested. They ask genuine questions. It's not just oh, you play a video game, ugh, cool, whatever. It's like no, they have questions after questions after questions. And they're just and they become interested in some watch and follow me on Twitter. So it's been like really cool to, to like really become somebody people just look up to and want to talk to and ask questions about. It's pretty cool. For uh, people that don't aren't watching this league, why should they watch the NBA 2K League, Jim? Um, I feel like they should watch the NBA 2K League because it's just like a really good like crossover between esports, um, which is like one of the like fastest growing industries at this moment. Um, as well as, like, sports, which is um, basketball. And, like, especially having a good company or a great company like the NBA back you up definitely helps a lot. So I feel like um, there's, like, a really fine line between that crossover of uh, basketball and esports. So I feel like they should watch it. Like a mouthpiece for the NBA right there. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? Just, like, you know, you, you, you mentioned it, JT, that, like, you're glad that people don't say, oh, you just play video games. Because we hear it all the time, and I see it on Twitter nonstop. It's like daily. Someone's like, what is this? Why are we watching? Get it off the NBA channels. Um, how do you guys feel that the league just has progressed in terms of the way that people, fans, outside of just the immediate pro-am community are accepting this? Um, I mean, I've seen a tweet today. It, was, it, it fits perfectly, you know. Uh, everybody, and it's, you know, People are looking at it like you can watch sports on TV, but, you know, now Twitch and YouTube are the big thing. So, you know, famous, I think it was famous. Plug him in real quick. I saw uh, that, You know, yeah. he put up that because uh, what was his name, Chris Mannix? Or yeah, some? Chris Mannix tweeted this morning again. This is week nine, midday. Something like, I just don't get it. Why would anyone watch this? Like, you just got to come. You got to come to the studio, you know, like this environment. Last week environment for the tournament. Like, I, I've ne- like besides like high school basketball, state championship or even games and stuff like that. It's never been like a environment like that where it's everybody yelling everybody you know real intense um 
that's the best thing I've got from this league. You know, you can see it how it's growing and growing each like each week. It's getting better and better, and that's why like even it, that's why it's got this three year deal. But I know it's going to just keep going past that because it's a successful business, like Jen said. You know, the NBA is backing it. They're doing stuff week in and week out to make sure this is growing. Um, the content is all flowing in. You know, you got different players. You know, different stories. Uh, it's just a fun thing to like keep up with. You know, even people back home watch all the teams out here in the league. Um, so it's, it's just oh, a good thing. That's a good – so you guys had a, hosted a local tournament this past week or the week before camera went, but last week. What was it like meeting some of those people in the community? That was cool, too. It was just um, a bunch of players who, like I said, just more fans who watch, you know, never knew, didn't know most of them coming in. So just players who come in, have questions, want to be in the league next year, want to just show who they are. And that's, I think, the beauty of – this league it's not any favoritism like it's just Mm -hmm. if you put in the work you can make it like if you're listening just if you want to make it grind for it don't stop because it's not like the whole 102 which is these known stars from known top teams no some unknown diamonds out the rough made it so if if, if you want to make it grind for it and you can make it here that's uh, i told kofi yaboa of uh sb nation i told him to not to trash talk you and he said he knew better yeah so smart guy Smart guy, smart guy. Um, I want to let you guys go. You got a game later today. Uh, just before I let you go, any any words on where Wizards Wizards District Gaming is going right now, for the people out there, for the for your fans, why should they believe in you guys? Because uh, we have the right mindset going into this. It's five guys that's worked together all year. We came together. Where we know where we're at. We know what we need to do. Uh, it's one goal right now. You know, playoffs is what our one our mind. But we got to go week by week. We know that we can do it. We know that we're one of the best teams in the league. Like we said before. Um, so they just should just be prepared for hard fought games week in and week out, and knowing that we are going to come out with the best game plan to put us in the best position to win. You guys agree with them? Of course. I feel like we we know what we've known since week one. We can get it done. It's up to us. We know we have the power. The, the ball's in our court. Every team has to game plan to stop us. We don't play like you, but people want to play like us. So when it comes down to any team, we're looking to hit you in the mouth out the gate, and that's one game at a time, and just reach our goal and keep moving. That's uh, anything, Jen? Uh, not only do we know like what we need to work on, what we need to do to make the playoffs, and just knowing the fact that we can make the playoffs, like we control our own fate, but we also are playing the work – um, day in and day out, just working to get better every day. So just stay tuned. Demon JT, Jin Sanity, and Boo Painter of Wizards District Gaming. Thanks so much, guys. No problem. Thank Thanks so much for listening to the 102 Pod. Remember to follow, subscribe, everything along those lines. Follow me at Jeff Eisenman. Follow the post game at the post game. And hey, while you're at it, give the NBA 2K League some follows on social and wherever else. There's an app. You know, I'll just plug that. Follow that. Thank you so much for listening to the 102 Pod.